Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 258 of the podcast. And on this week's episode, I'm talking about whether or not there are failures in sports. Because after his 58-win Bucks were eliminated from the NBA playoffs in the first round, Giannis Antetokounmpo got into it with a reporter about how he believes there are no failures in sports. Here's a portion of what the superstar said. Quote, there's no failures in sports you know there's good days bad days some days you are able to be successful some days you are not some days it's your turn some days it's not your turn and that's what sports is about you don't always win First off, I want to say and I want to agree with most people that this is the most intelligent response ever to that question, do you view this season as a failure? And Giannis should be commended for his response. He was well composed even though his season has just ended. Still, I don't fully agree with what he is saying here. There is a failure on some level when the best player on the court throughout the whole series was Jimmy Butler who scored 56 and 42 points respectively in back-to-back games. I believe losing in five games to a Heat team, a team that had to play in the play-in tournament, is a failure. This is a Bucks team that had to at least make the conference finals. If the Bucks had lost to the Celtics, and maybe I'll give you the 76ers in a hard-fought seven-game series, then no one would view this season as a failure. But instead, as a number one seed, they lost to to an inferior opponent. Only four other number eight seeds have won a round against the number one seed. The Nuggets won against the Supersonics in 1994. The Knicks won against the Heat in both 1998 and 1999. The Warriors took down the Mavericks in 2007, and now the Heat have defeated the Bucks. I fully understand Giannis's frustration with that line of questioning. The reporter basically wants him to admit, minutes after his season ended, that he wasted an entire year of his career. I also want to take a broader look at how we view teams with extraordinary regular season success success after they don't win a championship in any sport, not just basketball. How about this crazy fact? The four teams that have the most wins in their respective leagues during the regular season did not end up winning a championship. In the NFL, you have the New England Patriots, led by Tom Brady, with his 50 touchdown passes and Randy Moss's record, 22 touchdown catches. The team lost to the New York Giants in the Super Bowl. In Major League Baseball, you have the 2001 Seattle Mariners winning 116 regular season games led by Ichiro, winning both Rookie of the Year and MVP in the same season. They lost to the Dynasty Yankees in the ALCS in five games. In hockey, you have in the NHL, you have this year's Boston Bruins team that set records with 65 wins led by a core who has won a championship before in Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and David Krejci, and a young player in David Posternak who scored 61 goals this regular season, the fourth most in franchise history. The team has lost in the first round to the Florida Panthers in five games, blowing a 3-1 series lead. And finally, the Golden State Warriors in the NBA won 73 games. 
during the 2015-2016 season led by Steph, Clay, and Draymond and lost to LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers blowing a 3-1 series lead. And I mentioned those teams to bring up this. One thing that always gets left out of this conversation is the mere possibility that we all believe the regular season matters way more than it actually does. That dominating the regular season does not at all mean you are going to dominate in the postseason. Often the postseason comes down to matchups and clearly the Heat were a bad matchup for the Milwaukee Bucks. They had no answer for Jimmy Butler. Winning the regular season of course matters but it doesn't guarantee anything. In fact since 1980 the team with the best record in the NBA number one overall seed which the Bucks were have won the NBA championship 15 times. That's 48% of the time. That's less than half of the time. So I asked the question, are all four of those teams I mentioned seasons failures? In my opinion, it's a failure if you lose to a team that is worse than you. The Warriors, Bruins, and Patriots lost to teams that they are far and away better than. So yes, I view those teams as failures. The Mariners are a different story. They lost to a Yankee team that was on a dynastic run. Those Jeter-led Yankee teams are all-time good, so I find it difficult to say the Seattle Mariners should have beaten them. That would be like saying that the Utah Jazz should have beaten Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls in the late 90s. That was never going to happen. They were up against the greatest of all time in Michael Jordan. So I don't blame the Utah Jazz for not winning an NBA championship. The same way I don't blame Charles Barkley for losing to Michael Jordan in the NBA Finals. He was never going to beat Michael Jordan. So in a sense, I agree with what Giannis is saying. Every time you lose is not a failure, but who you lose to is what it's all about. If Giannis had lost to the Celtics in a hard-fought 6-7 to game series, absolutely no one would be calling it a failure because the expectations for the Celtics are just as high as the expectations were for the Milwaukee Bucks. They are equal opponents. Nobody during the season took the Miami Heat seriously. Yes, they have Jimmy Butler who has been to the NBA Finals and we are learning that he is a problem for every single team in the East right now. But the Milwaukee Bucks should have been prepared to take them down easily. I mean, most first-round series in the NBA go so quickly when it's the number one seed versus the eight seed. This should have been done in five, the opposite direction. The Milwaukee Bucks should have beaten the Heat in five games, not the Miami Heat beating the Milwaukee Bucks in five, which is what actually happened. This was a five-game series. Giannis, deep down, knows that this is a bit of a failure on the Bucks' part. The failure is the Bucks losing in the first round. They were expected to go deep in the playoffs. Nobody was guaranteeing them to win it all. It's where you lose that matters, and the Bucks lost way too early. And I heard this because I am from the Boston area, so I heard Adam Jones of WEI, a sports talk 
radio host talk about the fact that the Patriots losing in the Super Bowl during their perfect season is worse than the 65-win Bruins team losing in the first round. And I couldn't disagree with that more. The Patriots at least made it to the final game. They were close to being that team we all thought they were. Nobody is second-guessing how good that Patriots team was. They are still looked at as a really good team that just came up a little bit short. Now everyone is second-guessing the Milwaukee Bucks right now. Now everyone is second-guessing that Bruins team. Were they overrated from the beginning? Nobody was having those thoughts about that New England Patriots team. Now they just have the thought, well, maybe the Giants just had a very good day. Maybe they had their number. Maybe that was a bad matchup because they lost in the Super Bowl. They didn't lose in the first round. I agree with this idea that it's emotionally more painful to watch your team lose in the championship round, but it's not worse if they lose in the championship round than if they lose in the first round. If the Celtics did not get past the Hawks in the first round of this NBA playoffs, I would have thought about breaking up this team. You can't lose in the first round to the Atlanta Hawks when you're a team with championship aspirations. You just cannot do that. So the Bruins did that in the NHL, and now people are thinking about, should you break up this team entirely? Nobody was thinking about breaking up the 2007 Patriots team. Let's just bring them all back, and we'll win the Super Bowl the next season. When you lose in the championship round, you're still thought of as a very good to great team. When you lose in the first round of your sports, you are now thought of as a team we are all second-guessing, wondering, were you ever really good at all? I'll tell you why this idea of failure in sports is a sensitive topic. The issue that many people have is that the word failure is maybe too harsh of a word, but if you are a team that has sky-high expectations and you don't reach them, you underperformed, and in a sense, you failed. One of the many reasons athletes hate this line of thinking is because members of the media thrive on team's failure more so than team's success. Like I said, I live in the Boston area, and all of the sports shows are talking about how the Bruins choked and how they were frauds the entire time. These people are trying to build four-hour sports talk shows, and the model, especially in Boston, is to build it around negativity. And you see that on a national level as well. You have guys like Skip Bayless. You have guys like Colin Cowherd. They love it when your favorite sports teams fail because it just creates content, and that's all they are after. For example, the minute that Giannis was asked that question, he knew what the reporter was after. He was after an interesting, overly emotional sound bite, and in a sense, he got it, but he wasn't looking for a good response. He was looking for Giannis to get overly emotional about the subject matter that he could write about. These athletes know when they've succeeded and when they failed. They just don't want to admit it to the media anymore because the media is going to harp on the topic for months and months and months. If Giannis had said the season was a failure, it wouldn't have mattered. Nobody would have said, that's right, you took it. You should admit this was a failure. We would still be talking about it. So he took it to a positive place and people are still going after him. It doesn't make a difference what Giannis actually said. The media was going to attack him on the topic no matter what, and he knows that. Fans and the media can both be too positive and too negative. Here's how 
I see it. The goal of sports is to be on a team that is going to be remembered. It's not about breaking records or winning MVPs. And this year, the Bruins and Bucks had great regular seasons. But ultimately, both will be forgotten in the long haul because they did not reach their goals. And both really came nowhere close to reaching those championship aspirations. They didn't come close. They both lost in the first round. If the Bruins had lost in the Stanley Cup, yes, it would have been bad, but it wouldn't have been as bad. That's what I'm talking about. It's how they lost. These teams lost in five-game series to inferior opponents. The Bucks lost so bad, people are questioning whether or not they should fire their head coach. That's how bad the Bucks got beaten down by a team that was barely in the postseason in the Miami Heat. They had to play in a play-in game. They almost lost the Chicago Bulls. That's how close the Heat were to not even making the playoffs. And that's the team you lose to in a five-game series. The best player on the court was not my multiple-time MVP winner. It wasn't the guy who's won Defensive Player of the Year. It was Jimmy Butler. That's a failure. It was a failure on Giannis's part, and it was a failure on the part of the Milwaukee Bucks as a whole. Another aspect of this is when these teams with these super high expectations don't win, the organizations, in this case, the Bucks and the Bruins, should look at what needs to change. I know on the case of the Bruins, it will be said that they cared too much about the regular season, which may or may not be true. And for the Bucks, the perception, which is accurate, is they need to get a second star to go along with Giannis. In both cases, it's impossible to say they should do everything the same because clearly that didn't work. Like, you can't just bring these teams back and hope for a different outcome. Things need to change. So if you make those changes, in a sense, you are agreeing with the idea that last season was a failure. If things need to change, things didn't go right. I have no idea if the Milwaukee Bucks are going to fire Mike Budenholzer, but if they do, they are admitting the season was a failure and they had higher expectations for where the team was going. And they should because that team won 58 games and lost to a team that won 44 games in a five-game series. The Miami Heat looked like a team that wanted to go to the next round and the Milwaukee Bucks of all teams looked like a team that was over it. And I already know how some people are going to defend the Bruins losing to the Panthers. They're going to say things like the postseason is a different animal. Regular season hockey is the polar opposite from postseason hockey. I didn't hear all that when the Bruins were dominating the entire regular season. You all thought they were going to win the Stanley Cup Finals. They did not win the Stanley Cup Finals. You have to admit that. The season was a failure. It did not go the way you all thought it was going to go. And again, I want to reiterate this point. The failure is not those teams not winning. It's when they didn't win. They lost in the first round. The Bucks lost to the Miami Heat. That's where Giannis is wrong. He thinks the reporter is saying that the failure is them not winning the NBA Finals. No, man. The failure is you losing in the first round in this fashion in a five-game series. Nobody expected Michael Jordan to win the NBA Finals every year. There were years he didn't, but he never lost to a team with 
44 wins that barely made the postseason. I mean, when Michael Jordan lost, he lost to the Detroit Pistons, a team that went on to win back-to-back NBA Finals. Who you lose to matters when it comes to the question, was your season a failure? And I'm sorry, but the Milwaukee Bucks losing to the Miami Heat is inexcusable. I don't care if the Miami Heat get past the New York Knicks and make it all the way to the NBA Finals. The Milwaukee Bucks should not have lost in that fashion to the Miami Heat. It was embarrassing to watch. Jimmy Butler could do absolutely whatever he wanted to do against one of the best defenders in basketball, Drew Holiday, and Giannis Antetokounmpo couldn't do anything about it. That's where the failure was, that the best player on the court was Jimmy Butler and not Giannis. That's another thing I would say to Giannis, is we're not mad that you lost to the Miami Heat. It's the way you lost in five games. If it goes to seven, it could go either way. You lost to the Miami Heat in five games. That's a gentleman sweep against a team that barely made the NBA Finals. I also want to talk about something that Giannis said to the reporter when he said that these losses can build to something, and that is something I agree with. Remember, one year, the San Antonio Spurs lost to the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals, and then the next year, they came back and won it. These losses can motivate you to come back and win it all the next season, but it doesn't mean that last season turned into a success. The Milwaukee Bucks could and maybe should win the NBA Finals next season, but that doesn't justify you losing to the Miami Heat. It shouldn't have taken that to get you motivated. I understand being motivated by a loss. My Celtics should be motivated by the fact that they got whooped by the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals last season. They should be motivated by that. But even if the Celtics win the NBA Finals, I'm not going to say that that loss is what motivated them. They should have still beaten the Golden State Warriors last season. They, in my opinion, have a better team than the Golden State Warriors. The Milwaukee Bucks do not need the motivation of losing to the Miami Heat to win the NBA Finals next season. So this idea of building something, I agree with to a certain extent. You still should have beaten the Miami Heat in the first round of the NBA playoffs. I think I've made every point on the matter that I can. It's not just that you lost. It's who you lost to that makes a season a failure or not. I would also like to say this. I think that is a bad line of questioning at a press conference. I think it's harsh. I think it's cruel to ask Giannis about how this season is a failure right after his season just ended. And again, it's super impressive how composed he was because a lot of people would have screamed and yelled at that reporter. But Giannis took the mature approach to the conversation and gave him a point of view. Now, I disagree with a lot of his point of view, but I still commend him for giving it in a well-composed way in the first place. I mean, we should all respect how Giannis feels about the situation. I feel differently about it, but I understand where he's coming from, and some of his points make a lot of sense. But nobody is expecting Giannis to win the NBA Finals every season. They're just not expecting him to win 58 games in the regular season and then lose to a team that won 44 games. Nobody expected Michael Jordan to win the NBA Finals every season, but they also didn't expect him to lose to the 8th seed. That's where the failure 
failure is. It's not that you just didn't win the NBA Finals. It's that you lost in the first round. That's the failure. It's not that the Bruins didn't win the Stanley Cup Finals. It's that they didn't even win a round. A team that won 65 regular season wins, an all-time record, couldn't even get out of the first round. That is a failure. Or whatever you want to call it. Their seasons did not end the way we expected it to and ended a lot earlier than we thought they were going to. That's the failure. That the Bruins and the Bucks didn't get out of the first round. Those are season failures in my opinion. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>